Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Sarah Schlafly. Sarah is building a more sustainable future as a serial entrepreneur. And when I say serial, that is C-E-R-E-A-L. She is the co-founder and CEO of Mighty Cricket, makers of cricket-infused cereals, waffles, and protein powder. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So I I have to know, where did this start? Like, what day did you say, crickets? (laughs) Well, it all started about five years ago. Okay. I was watching Shark Tank, Mm -hmm. and I saw Chapool, and um, the owner of Chapul was talking about crickets. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold the phone. This is the protein I have been looking for. And the more research I did about it, the more excited I became. Really? And so I had been thinking about cricket protein for this whole time. And then um, when I met my co-founder in, uh, let's see, it was... 2017, I guess, um, I told him about this idea and he got really excited and he was like, we should start a company together. I'm like, are you sure? Because I've been an entrepreneur before. Right. I understood the work that it took. And right. he was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and so uh, we just started um, delving into the exploration of it and a year plus later, we're still at it. Really? And so do you have a cricket farm? We don't own a cricket farm, but okay. there are cricket farms that we partner with. And there that, are a few yeah. in the United States. Really? That is so interesting. What does a cricket farm look like? Do I want to go visit it or would it they're, be? They're is this sort of chaotic? <laughs> Crickets everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, they're all contained in these giant Tupperware boxes. Okay. And it's basically a whole warehouse with rows and rows of um, shelving units and Got these you. giant just Rubbermaid bins. And the crickets are all hopping inside in the, um, these cricket condos. You can make a cricket <laughs> condo out of um, turned over egg cartons stacked on top of each other. Okay. So it just gives them room to hop around. Oh, my gosh. So they're happy crickets as well. Very happy. All right. Gotcha. I think that's important. Free range. Yes, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, people are going to ask. Um, all right. So is there, can you tell us the process of going from, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that crickets aren't the cutest things on earth, but how do they go from cricket cricket to what we're looking and if in it on the podcast you can't see this if you guys okay so for you those of you that are listening to the podcast and you want to see this product please go to cricketserial.com and you can check it out but tell us what's the process so it's interesting the longer you work with crickets the more adorable they seem to you oh so they start off as scary and you don't want to try it and then like you start working with the powder first and then you're like okay this isn't bad and soon you become quite desensitized to crickets and this has um this hasn't just been my experience it's been other people's as well okay and so it's it's really a cultural thing you know having this great aversion to insect as a food source um But uh, the initial question of the process, so 
these crickets are hopping around these farms, very happy and hoppy. <laughs> uh, and then about six weeks into their life cycle, um, in nature, they live for 12 weeks, but on the farms, we cut them in half so that their wings aren't fully grown. Okay. Because uh, we don't consume those parts. So at six weeks, they're harvested by um, being bagged and frozen, and then they go into a state of torpor. Which imitates hibernation. Okay. And this is what they do in the wild when it gets cold outside. So it's a very humane process of harvesting the crickets. Oh, God. So they yeah. go into torpor, and then after 24 hours, they die. But they don't have this um, spike in adrenaline like you get when um, cows are slaughtered or chickens right. are slaughtered. Okay. Right. And so they're... They, they die happy. They die happy They die in their happy. sleep. Yes. <laughs> happy. Yes. And so then we clean them, roast them, and I um, grind them into a powder form for my products because for the American diet, we're not going to be consuming whole insects anytime soon as yeah, a nation. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you right there. You know, so, so does it have a different taste than a flower? Like you use it like a... Can you use it like a flower? Yes, you can use it like a flower. I okay. can substitute up to a quarter of the cricket flour for like a whole wheat flour in recipes. Got ya. And it tastes quite nutty. Okay. Really? So really? It's, it's nutty and earthy, got that umami flavor going. Really? And um, so it blends really well into baked goods and into smoothies. I like to have a little bit of that nutty flavor to smoothies. Okay. And, and it's... And it's good for you. I mean, and it's oh, a yeah. sustainable source, yeah, which is both, huge. Both of those statements are right on the money. So in terms of nutrition benefits, this will blow you away. Um, they're, they have more pro. This is all by weight compared okay. to by weight, more protein and vitamin B12 than beef, oh. more fiber than peas, more iron than spinach, more calcium than milk, and as many omega threes as salmon. Really? So they are just a nutrition powerhouse. I, who would have known? Right. That is crazy. Yeah. So like the fish industry is getting very dirty. Right. And so crickets can be our next source of those omega-3s, which are really hard to find in nature. And, and omega-3s and vitamin B12 is even harder than omega-3s. Um, so like right now for omega-3s, the common source is avocados, flaxseed, mm -hmm. and fish. And for avocados to produce one avocado requires about 80 gallons of water. Not to mention, avocados are hard timing. I have a timing factor with it. I want avocados all the time, but you get them and then you have to eat them at exactly the right well, moment. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me insane because I don't know how many recipes I'm like, shoot, today should be the day where I'm supposed to be making that. I'm not going to have time. Right. By tomorrow, my avocado is going to be gross. Yep. <laughs> yep. So um, swap it for a cricket recipe instead. There you go. All right. But to produce a pound of cricket protein only requires one gallon of water. Wow. Now, a pound of beef protein requires 1,800 gallons of water. Oh, my gosh. One pound. And then if you think about almonds, to produce one almond, not a pound, just one almond, requires 1.1 gallons of water. For one almond? Yes. So Those a pound water of hogs. almonds. <laughs> yeah. A pound of almonds is, I think the math is about like 1,000 or so. Really? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, now you're gonna have me eating crickets all the time. Right. So and 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 is it it's in stores as well, right? You have some stores that carry it. Yes. So right now we are on shelf at New Dawn and today I'm making my delivery, my first delivery to local harvest. Oh cool. And these are both um, natural food stores right by Tower Grove Market. Got yeah. Very so that's cool. St. Louis and then um, we're, we plan on doing a rollout of stores and cafes in St. Louis this all year long. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Sarah and Crickets. All right, we are back with Sarah. We're talking crickets, but you are kind of a serial entrepreneur with the S-E-R-I-A-L serial entrepreneur, right? You've done so right. you've had other entrepreneurial endeavors. Can you talk to those? Sure. So my first company I started when I was 21, um, I did a nutrition cooking school and it was mobile. So I did like pop-up classes at restaurants. Um, I went to people's homes. I taught in um, like church kitchens. Got yeah. And so I was really big into the whole science of gastronomy and incorporating nutrition into it because I wanted to, well, my initial idea was, oh, I'm going to write a cookbook or a book about <laughs> eating healthy. And then I was like, wait a minute, no one's going to learn how to cook and like get healthier through a book. There are tons of books out there. Right. In Good fact, thought. like, Teaching someone that skill in person is going to move the needle right? and go a lot further. So that was my um, initial experience. And after um, two years of just delving deep, deep into the entrepreneurial world, I learned so much. And I also learned a lot about digital marketing. So then this national food brand recruited me to do to build up their digital marketing presence. And so I got to do that for cool. two years. Um, so this was my corporate world experience was um, managing a, a budget for this digital marketing company. And then I left that. That was based in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I left that um, and I wanted to get back into the startup world. So I had a couple of project when, projects when I moved back to St. Louis. These two opportunities came up. One is multipass. Right. And um, I met my co-founder, Christian, at Venture Cafe. There and, you go. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and so he was talking about this idea of spaces. And then um, we had these ideas of um, these are workspaces. And I loved the thought of adding sustainability and wellness pieces, elements into workspaces because – that's how I work the best is right. when a space can really address me holistically. Yeah. Um, so I started working. We started building that company. Meanwhile, I met my other co-founder, and he was excited about the cr crickets. So that's Adam Kronk. And we started talking and working on uh, Mighty Cricket. So I started both at the same time. Multipass went live first. That was launched um, that year in uh, October. Of and what is Multipass? Tell people what so, that is. Yeah, we are um, an ecosystem of workspaces and entre um, entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, uh, business partners. Uh, we're all centered around really supporting building the um, entrepreneurial 
world. Right. And gotcha. supporting them. Yeah. We have a, that's an awesome part of St. Louis that we have that. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, because that's one, if you want to start a company, I'm thinking St. Louis is a good place to come. Very much so. We have a, and um, it's a lot cheaper to start a company here. Yes. You can afford it here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could get a house here. So within MultiPass, um, I do a lot of work on helping um, the spaces infuse those sustainability and wellness elements. And then um, I work a lot on um, our big week in the fall that we put on um, called, well, we just rebranded it. So it was Innovative Spaces Week. Now it's um, MultiPass Unlocked. I believe oh, is the new cool. name. cool. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, then my other, so then Mighty Cricket, we didn't launch that into until September of 2018. Okay. So a full year later. So a lot of people thought that um, that was new, but I was like, no, it's actually, I've been working on both yeah. for the yeah. same, um, for the same length of time. So very cool. So, um, ha- have you ever heard the cricket song? Have you ever heard the cricket song where they slow down the crickets? Uh, no. There, and I'm, I might get this wrong, but I'm just recalling it now. There is somebody decided to record crickets singing at night and then slow it down to what, like, if they had a human lifespan, what would it sound like? Because, you know, their lifespan is quite a bit less than ours. So if they had a human lifespan and I cl- and I slow down this audio, what would it sound like? And, I mean, it sounds like a choir of angels. It's very really? interesting. Yeah, you should check it out. I will. It's just one of those interesting things. It's kind of, a, it's kind of spooky, but it's really cool sounding. So there, yeah, that's my cricket gift to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, so now you've got Mighty Cricket. It, and mm-hmm. I heard you make pancakes with them. Yes. So that was our latest product line that we launched was a waffle pancake mix. Um, because who doesn't love waffles and pancakes? Right. And it's not like if you were making this, your kids aren't going to know. Right. They oh. would have no idea yeah. that you're serving them crickets. Exactly. My daughter loves the cricket waffles. And she does know that there are crickets in there. Well, yeah. Because she's five and she doesn't have a cultural aversion to it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I actually roasted a whole cricket for her and put it on her plate just to see what her reaction would be. And this was a few weeks ago. And she just picked it up and looked at it, and she's like, is this a cricket? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, okay. And she tried it, and she didn't like it, but she tried She tried <laughs> it? She just like, no reaction. Then she gave it to her cousin, who is um, turning three, and he like picked it up and looked at it. And didn't give like a reaction, but he just said back down again. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> he wasn't used to the concept, I guess, of eating crickets. But you probably if you go a little bit younger, they'll just stick it in their mouth because oh, they yeah. stick everything in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is so cool. So what other things do you want to share with us about Mighty Cricket? Ooh, let's see. I have an amazing team of volunteer interns now. These are Washington and Truman students who are really excited oh, about very sustainability, cool. wellness, and the whole mission of Mighty Cricket. And they are doing such fantastic work for me in helping me market and um, help duplicate myself. What a great internship, though. Yeah. That's an awesome thing to put down on your resume. And you probably can teach them a lot because of your background with digital marketing. 
That's right. I do know a lot about SEO, and so I'm helping um, one of, one of my blog writers. I'm helping her learn about that, and it's we call it Mighty Cricket Connect. Um, but we offer to do um, like uh, letters of recommendation and help give them bullets for the resumes. Right. So right. So we do a really good job of keeping track of metrics so that then they can add hard numbers That's to the resume. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Well, Sarah, you are one impressive person. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, like 10 years from now, what are you going to be doing? I'm sure we'll be reading about you in some big newspaper. Like, oh, my gosh, I had her on my podcast way back then. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know what I'll be doing in 10 years. But it's really exciting as a younger entrepreneur to think about the potential within 10 years. Right. Because... For me, I think about like, oh man, I want to make, you know, make profit within one year. And like, I have this mentality of that can lead to anxiety. But then if you give yourself time and slow it down and be like, what can I produce in 10 years? And it's like, oh, I don't have to burn myself out. Working really hard and doing a sprint because this is a marathon. This is, it's it's a balance for entrepreneurs because right. I'm the same way, you know, like I want things to happen right now and I would have no patience. And, and over the time I was like, okay, I have to realize that the world isn't sitting around going, gosh, I can't wait till Mish puts out that new whatever. Um, but at the same time, I can't let that also stop me from getting it done. So there, you know, it's like you have to have that balance of, I'm going to get this done. Yeah. I'm not going to just not do it, you know, or like let let it kind of be lackadaisical about it. But I'm also not going to freak myself out and fall exactly. into exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And I, I think that iterating is really important to remember. Like you don't have to have it perfect the first time, um, but you just put it out there and then the next time you'll get better. Exactly. And you'll learn from your mistakes, which is what we do as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Sarah. Okay, we are back with Sarah Schlafly. I have questions for you, ma'am. Are you ready? I love questions. Okay, so this I just have to ask, but have you eaten any foods that you feel are weirder than crickets? Yes, <laughs> okay. I have. Let's hear it. So this um, last summer, I had the pleasure of backpacking Southeast Asia for the first time. Well, I guess second time. And um, in Cambodia, I ate beehive, which I found I found a little weirder than crickets. Beehive? Yeah, because in the jungle, they take the whole hive, and this isn't the honeycomb, so it wasn't sweet. Right, right. And they grill the outside of the hive, and then in the in the holes in the hive are baby bees. Baby bees, like, right. Yeah. And so I had these baby bees in the beehive, and it was it was really interesting taste. What does it taste like? I mean, was it sweet at all, like honey? No, or not, not at, at all, all sweet. Uh, it was spicy, because they had... It basically, it like was a blank slate, you know, like tofu. It, yeah, so you had yeah. to put things on it. To yeah, make and it. then they ah. just added a bunch of spice. So I primarily how spice. interesting. Yeah, beehive. Okay, I haven't had that one before. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other, the, but the weirder thing. Okay, go. I want to know. Philippines was the balut, the seventeen-day-old fertilized duck egg. Yum. <laughs> that, that was the hardest thing I've ever eaten. Okay. It tasted good. I really What does it even look like? The are taste. these one of those black? Are um, they the black eggs or what do they look like? 
Yeah, they they're they kind of look dark um, because they've been in some sort of concoction, right? <laughs> cooking. But um, there's yeah, there's a real baby duck in there with bones no. and feathers, and I ate the whole thing. <laughs> you did, <laughs> and it was not yummy. It was good. Oh, it was good. It was so good, but I you had still to like eat had it without like, looking at it. Yeah, I still had like to tell myself that the, yeah, this is really good. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's weird how like food. What can texture taste it. was? I'm trying to figure out eating bones. This sounds bad. <laughs> um, I don't, well, have you ever had like a fish bone? By okay, I see yeah, what you're saying. Got you. Or um, soft cra- sh- soft shell crab. Got you. Okay. Ooh. Oh my goodness. A year from now, I'm going to want to ask you that same question. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Did you, so, okay, let's get back to crickets for one second. What was the first cricket you tried though? Was it in the form it is that, that you have now, or did you ever just eat like a cricket cricket? Yes. Uh, so I started working with the cricket, cricket powder and then I worked my way up to the whole cricket. And so it was just in the form of, I roasted a whole sheet pan of crickets and the first time, I definitely was, I tried it, I liked it, but I was like, oh, man, this is really hard to eat. Yeah. The second time, I tried it, I liked it, I'm like, this is really hard to eat. <laughs> <laughs> the third time, I was like, oh, I'm going to sprinkle this over my salad. <laughs> really? Yeah. I like oh, cricket croutons. And, yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll just like pause and be like, oh, man, that's an eye, that's a leg. And then I'll just kind of yeah get over it. yeah no I yeah that would be my I, that would be my thing like mm, I can see body parts nope um all right now completely off completely off the subject of okay. crickets now and everything I would just wanted to ask you this thought if you're gonna build a house anywhere in the world where would it be oh anywhere in the world I had my answer for the U S um, you can say U S. Yeah, but if I'm expanding it to the world, oh wait, yeah. Just, well, I mean, I, actually, if you options. want Mars, let's go there. I say, <laughs> I say, universe. The universe. <laughs> um, no, I don't want Mars. I know Mars doesn't look fun. No, I really, I wanna. I think it's awesome what Elon Musk is doing, but it just, I don't know. There's not a lot going on with Mars. It looks a little I'm, dusty. I'm trying to save the our Earth instead of just like there you go, like evacuating, like we're out of here. <laughs> well, right now, if. Just thinking about the U.S., I would want to do um, either Arizona or New Mexico. Okay. Because I am a cold-blooded animal. <laughs> like, I need to, like, be in the sun just to feel warm. Gotcha. And so the sun's always shining down there, and it's warm year-round. It just sounds wonderful. So That anywhere, makes sense. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little cold here in St. Louis. It does. And we have the humidity here, so even if it doesn't feel... Even if the temperature is not that cold, it right. can feel really cold. You're right. That is true. I do a lot of hot baths in the wintertime here. I do too. Because I can't, yeah. I just, I get, I freeze. I, yeah. I, if I don't get it into my bones, I will freeze. Right. So where can we find, and we know where to go, website, and I know mm-hmm. you have a Facebook page. Where yeah. else are you guys? Oh, where else? Well, in a year from now, I'll have a long list of items where we are. I meant um, digitally. Oh, digitally. Okay. Well, our Instagram is um, at Mighty Cricket Serial. Our Facebook's at Mighty Cricket Serial. Um, 
We just, right now, we're working on those two platforms. Awesome. Don't want to spare ourselves too Yeah, thin. I would agree with that. That's one of the mistakes people make is yes. they're everywhere right away. And you're like, you're really going to be able to sustain the, get the posting done for not all of this? Not sustainable. No, no <laughs> not at all. Um, and you do a lot of video on your Facebook, I noticed, which is yeah. awesome. So kind of keeping people up to date with what's going on. I love video. In fact, I'm thinking about starting um, a Facebook page where every day at 12 12 p.m i go live for why 12 12 um well i want to do like either like a morning coffee time or lunch time and i can't get up in the morning <laughs> consistently at the same time every day i'm all over the place so Got by ya. 12 i know i'm up Got ya. <laughs> and my hair is combed um, and so twelve twelve gives people time to cook their lunch if they need it microwaved gotcha. and then sit down in front of a, um, a computer and watch me go. Live. I love it. What a great, oh my gosh, if you start it, will you tell us? Yeah, I will. All right. <laughs> Any words of wisdom you want to give us before we wrap up? Um, I, I like to say if you're waiting for the future for happiness, it will never come. True that. And happiness is, you know, you can't have happiness all the time or else you don't learn anything or else you're just kind of a bumbling idiot. Yeah, I'm happy all the time. No, no, you got to go through some pain. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I like it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate your time today. Me. And everybody out there, you have been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go to iTunes and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you.